Well, it is Friday, and thanks for kicking off the weekend with us here at the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gommerson. Well, Adam, it is hard to believe, but it is um, already the final Friday in June, and we are here to give you another Freeform Friday. And because it is the final Friday in June, uh, this Freeform Friday and the following week's episode um, will both have a kind of a 4th of July type of flavor. This week we'll, we'll be delving into a little bit of patriotic stuff, and then um, next week we will be talking about some of the signers of the Declaration of Independence and their Christian faith. And so I'm excited about these next two uh, podcasts, and I hope that you will buckle in and enjoy the ride. Um, Adam, can you get us started with today's quote of the day? And this comes from Honest Abe. My dream is of a place and a time where America will once again be seen as the last best hope of Earth. And I really appreciate the the spirit behind um, that sentiment because the the idea was um, that America's strength was a benefit to others around the world, and surely we have been benefactors to other nations. And Alexis de Tocqueville actually came from France oh, wow. and said that this is a great nation, and if it ever ceases to be good, then it will cease to be great. And he talked about how the goodness of America was seen in its pulpits, that they shine brightly for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, of course, we as Americans have much to pray for um, as we approach this July 4th. Um, I believe um, it's 241 years this year, if I'm not mistaken. And so um, relatively young, as I understand, on the calendar of nations, and we have much to be thankful for. Um, um, I, I know people have varying views of our current president, number 45, um, Mr. Trump, and I'm not still not a huge fan. I've been very blessed by some of the decisions that he's made thus far in his presidency, though, so I would just encourage you to continue to pray for him as he continues to seek to lead this nation. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But we're going to move into our our Freeform Friday. And today I thought it would be fitting on this last Friday in June to bring you the song story of America the Beautiful. And so Adam is going to share that with us. They wrote the words and music to America the Beautiful, but poet Catherine Lee Bates and church organist Samuel Augustus Ward actually never met. Indeed, the writer and musician never even corresponded about the accidental collaboration that became one of the nation's sentimental anthems. Ward actually died before the music he wrote, which was a church hymn inspired by a majestic day spent with family and friends at New York's Coney Island, became a piece of the national fabric. And the humble Bates, who casually referred to the poem as A the B, made only five bucks from its initial publication in the Congregationalist, Congre... uh, Con, well, you can just make your own word. <laughs> Congregationalist. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if it shows. I didn't read the story before we went on. Uh, which is a church publication back in the day. 
If these snippets of history that make the song so compelling to ABC News correspondent Lynn Scher, she says the song really has a fascinating story that is as American as the words and music she says, but so many people don't know it. Sure, who reports for the ABC News Magazine 2020, began re- researching her new book, America the Beautiful, the stirring story behind our nation's favorite song, which is a public affairs book, about a year and a half ago. She first got hooked on the song while a student at Massachusetts, well, Leslie College, where Bates was an alumni and English professor. The story began in 1893 when Bates, then a young professor, headed west to teach a summer course at Colorado College. She was just 33, and as Cher notes, the trip was a really big deal. It was an adventure for a young single woman. It was a fairly mammoth undertaking, especially back in the day. Bates did not squander the opportunity. She was stirred by the amber waves of grain in her travel she saw in Kansas wheat fields during a July 4th train trip. Later on a faculty trip to the top of Pikes Peak in Colorado, she saw what she later described as the Purple Mountain's majesty. There, the poem America the Beautiful was inspired. Bates wrote, The words just floated into my mind. It is the people who sing it who make the song. It's exactly when Bates' poem was paired with Ward's music. It's a mystery that Cher hasn't completely solved, but her research suggests that the first time Ward's materna was introduced as a musical background for the poem was by the Reverend Clarence Barber in 1904 at a Protestant church in New York. And that's how the song that we sing every fourth and at special events has come to know today. All right, Adam, thank you for sharing that um, and uh, appreciate your efforts there. Um, and I hope that that has given you a new appreciation for the music that you're hearing in the background. And as always, we will provide you with the link to the YouTube link for that instrumental as well as the YouTube link for the story itself and the source that we took that from. And so we hope that um, you will in, enjoy that as we go into the fourth. Um, again, definitely um, so much to be thankful for living in this great nation. Uh, well, as you know, um, it is my privilege and one of my exciting opportunities every time we do a Freeform Friday to bring you a at least one video clip that speaks to me or or that's funny or that's inspiring and today's is no exception um this young lady that you're about to hear um darcy lynn and i i really encourage you to watch the video when i post the link on my blog uh, because as you listen to her um to, to give you the picture here's what's happening she is um an 11 year old who happens to be a ventriloquist she has been doing ventriloquism for two years, and yet she put on this majestic performance for America's Got Talent. And so on this patriotic Freeform Friday, what could be better than a clip from America's Got Talent? I really um, like Darcy from what, I, what I've heard from her in interviews and from this performance. And she said she learned about ventriloquism at her church initially and so if i can track her down and eventually get her on the podcast that would be really awesome but right now let's hear from her let's hear her audition on america's got talent and again i will post this youtube link i claim no ownership over it but i just wanted to share it with you today on the speaking for him podcast 
My name is Darcy Lynn. I'm 12 years old. I live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and today I'm going to be doing ventriloquism. There's so many good people here. I brought my puppet, Petunia. She's a rabbit, and she's a little shy, kind of like me. <laughs> For me, it's always been you know, hard to talk to people. I'm not good at eye contact and things like that. I first saw ventriloquism at my church. Something clicked, and I was like, I want to do that. I thought that the puppet's like kind of a friend there to help me along the way. My parents surprised me with a puppet on my 10th birthday. Ventriloquism kind of helped me find my voice. We're proud of you. We love you. It's really helped me come out of my shell. My shyness is getting better, but there's going to be a lot of faces out there looking at me. I have to be confident. Hopefully, I kind of block everything out and I kind of get like a little spunky. <laughs> love you. I'm so proud of you. Without my puppet with me, I never would have imagined walking out onto the America's Got Talent stage. There she is, there she is. Hello. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> What's your name? My name's Darcy Lynn. Okay, and Darcy, who's that? My name's Petunia. We talks. <laughs> is it a bunny? Yes. Ah. Is that a real bunny? <laughs> oh, we're going to find out. Okay. And Darcy, why did you both decide to enter the show? Well, it was one of my big dreams. Um, but also, I would really like to keep uh, ventriloquism alive because it's not common, you know? So. <laughs> well, listen, Darcy, best of luck. I really hope you both Thank do well. Thank you so much. All right, good luck. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit it. <laughs> Wait, you're going to sing? Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> so
ask you something. How long have you been doing this? Two years. No. That's all? No. Just two years. Wow. I, I believe that that rabbit is a real separate person. You have all the nuance. So cute. Exactly that. Oh I love you, and I believe you're going to go far. You just changed your life tonight, young lady. Thank you. Can I ask you, what made you start doing this two years ago? Well, I used to be really shy, and uh, I asked my mom for a puppet um, to help me, and she surprised me with one on my 10th birthday. And... Here I am. <laughs> Simon. I'll tell you what's important, Darcy. We had an act earlier on who were very good, but I said I'm not going to remember them in an hour. I'm going to remember you in a week, and a month, and a year. <laughs> You're both brilliant. And when you've got it, you've got it. What you do is really special, and I want to know where you found that bunny because wow, that bunny can sing so beautifully. Thank you. It was perfect from beginning to end, and I loved everything about it. Thank you. You know what's really sweet? Your puppet, I'm guessing, is exactly like you very charming and adorable. You made my heart melt. You were brilliant. I'm trying to describe how amazing it was. You know what? Darcy Lynn, 11-year-old ventriloquist. And Adam, as I was sitting there watching that the first time of like 10 or 20 times that I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably not that many, but I've watched it quite a few times. I was sitting here thinking she could have gone on to the live shows just by singing. Oh, yeah. Cue mine as she's singing all these long notes. She's singing with her mouth shut. That's what blows me away. How in the world did she do that? Anyway, hopefully I'll get a chance to ask her about that someday. But until then, I hope you enjoy that video, and I hope that you will uh, look it up on the link on my blog um, for this week's show, and that you will share it with your friends, because it's already had something like 20 million views, and it deserves 20 or 30 million more. Yeah. It was really good. So Goosebumps. Oof. Just wanted to share that little gem with you. And here is the time that we, that I was hoping to have an Oreo taste test. <laughs> because I really wanted to try the Fireworks Oreos and potentially the Blueberry Pie Oreos. And as I was telling Adam, I'm going to try to procure one or both of those flavors for next time. I believe the next Freeform Friday um well, 
I'm not sure when it is. I was thinking August, but now that I am counting in my head, I think there might be only four Fridays in August. But um, one of these next few months will be a Freeform Friday again because they always come up. And hopefully we'll have some sort of taste test, if not Oreos, then some other delicious taste test that we can share with you, much as we did the fried Twinkies a few months ago. Yes. (laughs) Which we still remember fondly. I do. Still digesting today, in fact. So, um, but moving on from that, Adam has a special announcement that I think every one of you who are listening to the show and I have for a while might be a little interested in. So, Adam? Hey, speaking of deep fried Twinkies, (laughs) that's a good segue. Uh, This month, I have started uh, a new Facebook Live show. Uh, it, it's it's me cooking things, and it's called Internet Cooking. And I've done uh, it'll be it's three videos now. And basically, what I what I do in the video is uh, I get all the ingredients, I whip it all together, and then whether it's cake which I've made or uh, homemade ice cream like just yesterday, which is this week's show. Yes. Oh boy, oh, which I. Should have brought some of that in, but unfortunately, it lasted about five minutes after I, <laughs> it settled. So, but we'll try and make another batch for sure to try on, on the show too. But uh, what what I do is I make everything live, so you can actually interact with the show, which is a lot of fun. And then you can come in and ask questions about the recipe or about just kind of what's going on in life. Even you kind of talk back and forth while I'm cooking stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. And then uh, because most things take an hour or hours to bake, you got a life. So I usually uh, have a follow up video later on in the day of the finished product, and then I'll post the recipe. So it's a really interactive show, so I want to share the recipe with you that I'm doing, and then if there's like a recipe that you want to share on the, the Facebook page in the comments or that you want me to try and make, you can do that as well. So it's been a lot of fun. And that would be – I would definitely encourage you to do that. I've been wanting uh, to get some action in the Speaking for Him Facebook page for some time. So if you go to the Speaking for Him Facebook page and you like that page, uh, and then you give Adam – ideas for his next um cooking show our next episode of his cooking show that would be very helpful and we can even talk about food on there i don't mind at all because i like food so (laughs) that will work fine so so far you have done a uh, mixed berry buckle cake yeah it's it's, i think it's like summer berry buckle i never heard anything like that before and then you did a ginormous huge youngest omelet <laughs> huge hungus yeah that was a little bigger than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> you don't really need four eggs for one person especially no. with all the other ingredients but if you no. want to eat it for two days it's not a bad thing that's right you get three meals in one it's 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 a great thing and then of course your homemade ice cream video is this week's yes video and i and um so that's kind of exciting because who doesn't like ice cream especially this time of year so make sure that you check out Adam's personal Facebook page because that's where his his cooking videos are. Uh, we may share some on the Speaking for Him page, but for the most part, you're going to want to go to Adam's personal page until he decides to make an Adam's Internet cooking page. And <laughs> he could end up doing that if he decides to continue throughout the year with Adam's Internet cooking, which based on the quality of the first couple um, videos i really hope he does because it's amazing what you can do in your kitchen with an iphone it's so true nowadays it's so true i uh, i appreciate the shout out and uh yeah feel free to friend me on facebook to be a part of it and i try and do one every thursday 
Um, so is there anything else while we're, while we're talking that kind of stuck out to you on, on something that popped up in the news or something fun that's coming up? Well, I got to say, and I, I, I believe I, I emailed it here to myself, um, there's something that made me uh, kind of chuckle. Uh, you know, nowadays we have a lot of ways to meet people in relationships, whether it's a, a dating app or online dating or there's date nights at different places and stuff. But it's done a lot differently than it was back in 1865. And there is this dating posting in the newspaper from a guy who was looking for a wife back in 1865. And it's a little bit different now than what we would usually talk about maybe as guys. But I still think he's, you know, he's making a good point here. So he says, I'm 18 years old, young buck. I have a good set of teeth and believe in Andy Johnson. Uh, I believe in the Star-Spangled Banner and the 4th of July. Taken up a state lot, cleared up 18 acres last year, and seeded 10 of it down. My buckwheat looks first rate. That's how you do it. And the oats and potatoes are bully. That must have been some kind of <laughs> texting term back in the day. I think they still say that in Great Britain. Did they? That's but. bully? It's hopefully it doesn't mean it has like a mean taste or mean bite if you if you first eat it. I'm I'm not exactly sure, but uh, he goes on, of course, because I mean this guy he's 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 pulling all the stops. I've got nine sheep, a two year old bull, two chickens. Uh, besides a house and barn, uh, I want to get married. I want to buy bread and butter, hoop skirts, and waterfalls for some person of the female persuasion during life. That's what's the matter with me, but I don't know. How to do it, and uh, he, he ended it right there. So, <laughs> I love that you brought this up because I saw this just a couple of days ago, and I don't necessarily think that I was thinking of bringing it up on the show, but I definitely saw it and got a chuckle out of it. So, and I think the last time you brought something up, it was something that I had recently seen as well. So it's interesting that we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> That's so awesome. thank you for sharing. I hope that everybody got a kick out of that, and and like I said. That is floating around um, Facebook. We may, I may try to pull the link and put that up on the blog as well. That's one thing I've said before, and I really mean it. When we do these Freeform Fridays, definitely go to the blog. Uh, sometimes there's not a whole lot other than the program description in the blog post and usually a photograph or a picture to go with it. But on days like this where it's a Freeform Friday, there's a lot of extra content, so you'll want to make your make that available to you by going to the blog. And as always, give us feedback um, about what you think about the show and different things maybe we should include next time we do a Freeform Friday. All right, Adam. Uh, well, we're going to kind of go back to the patriotic thing to wrap up the show. And this is a Mental Floss article that I found. Another one of my favorite things to do is to go to Mental Floss. And so there was actually a Mental Floss um, of patriotic superheroes other than Captain America who have comic books. So because of the way technology is set up here, I don't have a way of looking at the article. But I want to ask Adam if he can give us maybe three or four that stick out to him from this list. And then maybe that will whet your appetite to look at the rest of the article. Well, one that uh, jumped out at me right away was actually Miss America. Now, there's the Miss America pageant, of course, but she was actually made a, a, a superhero 
back in the day, and uh, this quality comic hero with a pageanty name has a very Captain America-like origin. Joan Dale was a product of uh, Project M, a U.S. super soldier program. Miss America had the impressive power of molecular transmutation. I don't know how I could pronounce that, not the word earlier in the show, but <laughs> she could turn stuff into the other kinds of stuff, and Miss America became part of the DC Universe when DC bought the quality comic heroes, including such gems as the Red Bee and Bozo the Iron Man, who I've, I've never heard of before. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know if that's what the clown did. Uh, not on the weekends when he had his show. I don't know. But uh, that was one thing he did. Um, another one that You'd have to slap me if I didn't bring this up. Is uh, Yankee Poodle? <laughs> I just saw a picture show up. That's funny. Uh, it's it's basically what you think it is. It's it's a poodle that's in a Yankee outfit, and uh, she's a superhero comic book dog, such as uh, Crypto the Super Dog or Ace the Bat Hound, who I've also never heard of. Um, a meteor accident enabled the Star Spangled Canine to shoot stars and stripes from her paws. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> I think she could chase the mailman, too, if she didn't fight crime too much that day. Oh, boy. Um, a couple more. What? There's a uh, – oh, the uh, star-spangled kid and stripesy. <laughs> uh, this doesn't quite have the same ring to it as Captain America and Bucky, but uh, truthfully, there's not much worth knowing about this, too, except for one cool fact. They were created by Jared Siegel, who uh, is one of Superman's co-creators, so you know that he had to be on the right track, but – uh, basically, the star-spangled kid in Stripesy uh, was known as fighting the main nemesis. Nem- nemesis was the uh, spelled Doctor Weird, which is spelled W E E R D. I feel like the whole comic is a little weird. It's spelled <laughs> weird. It is. It is. It, it's hey, it's comic land. You can do whatever you want, you know. Um, and then one final one because we've covered three. I think I think one of my other favorites here, scrolling through the list, has to be um, the Fighting Yank. This character created in 1941 is one of several patriotic superheroes that hearken back to the war for independence. Bruce Carter III is visited by an extremely patriotic apparition, his ancestor Bruce Carter I, who reveals the location of a power-granting magical cloak. Sometimes that's all it takes to be a patriotic superhero. So the Fighting Yank would... Do you think the Fighting Yank is related to Peggy Carter? Oh, you know what? That's a good point. I don't know. If you, if you don't well, know, Peggy Carter is... Uh, she she came on the scene about World War II time, and she had her own TV show, which lasted two seasons, as a mid-season filler. So it was two shortened seasons. I liked the show. I was a little bummed that it got canceled after two seasons. But So I'm wondering if... You said Bruce Carter? Bruce Carter. Probably Bruce Carter yeah. III, she was the most related yeah, so, to. So I'm wondering if they are related. But anyway, um, if somebody wants to investigate that for us, because we don't have enough money to hire a staff to do that kind of thing for us, then you can definitely do that and send email or, or a voicemail to the blog. Um, but I hope that you have enjoyed hearing about all these patriotic superheroes that have gotten comics in... Uh, one comic universe or another, and it's interesting the the sheer number of superheroes there are out there. Oh yeah, because you know there's the the major ones, and then there's a bunch of them that don't get mentioned at all. I believe on this list there's even one called Uncle Sam. So oh, yeah. definitely check out the list and have some fun with that. 
All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today, but I hope that you've enjoyed um, this time just to have a little levity uh, going into um, your 4th of July holiday. I hope that you enjoy it, but I hope that you realize that it's more than just having your barbecue and your fireworks display. I hope that you realize the great sacrifice that many have made so that we can have a free country. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week as we get into um, hearing about some of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. And uh, we may go into that in greater detail as well in future podcasts because there were 53 signers. And we're only going to cover a few next time. But until that time, I hope that you have a great 4th of July and that you keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.